Remind me why we came here again? To start a new life, free from the constraints of a bourgeois capitalist existence. See, I thought it was to start a tour boat company. Yeah, well, you've got your reasons and I've got mine. <laughs> it kind of sounded like a goat. <laughs> Hey, Val. Hey, Al. Hey, Al. Oh, hey, Al and Val. Welcome to D Commentaries. <gasps> welcome to both of you and welcome to our listeners. Yay. Uh, so before we dive into talking about the 13th year, we have to address the extra Allie in the room. Allie Romano, introduce yourself. It's the elephant in the room. <laughs> oh my God. Yes, I'm in. <laughs> <laughs> hey everybody, I am also Allie R. Yay! Good double double Allie the fun. Oh, it's so good. Uh, friends, if you couldn't tell, we have our first guest ever. <sighs> <laughs> the crowd goes wild. <laughs> and we're so excited to have you, Allie. Yeah. I'm so excited to be here. Thanks for joining us. Do you want to give us a little snippet about yourself in 10 words or less? <laughs> Um, I exist (laughs) in Chicago now, but before I existed elsewhere. That was 10 words. Great job. Good job. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Where was that elsewhere? We'll give you more words. Oh, wow. This is, uh, I wasn't prepared. Um, I am from the East Coast uh, originally, kind of New York, Pennsylvania-ish, went to school in Boston and have been here in Chicago for almost eight years. Nice. Happy eight-year anniversary. Thank you. It's coming up in September. Don't know how I'll celebrate. The eighth year. The eighth year. I know for the 13th, I will become (laughs) a Turn into a mermaid (laughs) in Lake Michigan. (laughs) The eighth year is when you become an improviser. <laughs> you transform. I feel like at one point in improv studies, Rachel Mason was like, it takes six years to be a good improviser. So I guess now in my eighth, that means I'm good, right? <laughs> yeah, totally. Oh, um, I'm past my prime. I started in high school. <laughs> I'm like yeah, retired. Peaked. <laughs> I peaked. Oh, yeah. So folks, um, Allie Romano... And I met in improv class. As thunk it. I know, as did Allie Ring and I, but two totally different classes. And they didn't meet until I got married and they met at my wedding shower. Thanks for marriage. Love. Love will keep us together. It is. Okay, I love I love that other Allie also loves to say. (laughs) This is gonna be bode well for me and bode bad for Val. (laughs) I love it. I love music. I wanted to learn that song at the end. Did you guys look it up? Was it part like was it written for the movie? Oh, yes. I I looked it up. up. We'll sing it. It was absurd. It's incredible. (laughs) It at one point addressed sushi. Like it. Wait, (laughs) what? Was this during the credits? 
Yes, Val, did you not hear it? I missed it. Oh, that's we'll talk oh, about it during bingo. No. Okay. All right. <clears throat> let's let's dive right in. So today, if you couldn't tell, we're talking about the 13th year. Uh, which came out May 15th, 1999. It was di- directed by familiar name Duane Dunham, who also directed Halloween Town. Um, and I looked even closer at his IMDb and he edited Return of the Jedi. Whoa. Yeah. So that's a Star Wars. He's got it's a Star <laughs> Wars. <laughs> Ali Romano, do you like Star Wars? Oh, um. <laughs> I'm outnumbered. No. Oh, we're so similar and I love it. (laughs) Oh, God. What have I done? Okay. Um, (laughs) The movie was written by Robert Baird, who didn't write any other decoms, but did write Monsters University, Big Hero 6, and Ferdinand. And had writing credits for uh, Monsters, Inc. and Cars, which, if you don't know me, my second favorite Pixar movie is Cars. And I know that's problematic. Why is it problematic? Oh, because people people hate Cars. You know who loves Cars and has a Cars blanket? Me. (laughs) You and every three-year-old boy. (laughs) I will say that when you said my second favorite is after listing Monsters, Inc. first, I was like, yeah, Monsters, Inc. Classic. (laughs) And then you said Cars. And I was like, okay, (laughs) I don't. I don't hold it against you. It's just not where I thought you were going. (laughs) Well, the first one's Ratatouille, which I feel like is earned. Ah, yes. Great. I actually took a class. I might have already mentioned this on a different episode, but I took a class in grad school that was all about Pixar movies. Fun. I think you may have mentioned that, but I don't know if it made it in, but that's very cool. Yeah, it was wonderful. So obviously we got to watch a lot of them and we got to read a lot of the scripts, which was really cool. So like I've read the script. I forgot that you went to grad school, Val, until right now. Yeah, film school. You are so fucking cool. (laughs) I don't know about that. I think I'm pretty fucking dumb for paying for grad school in a... a, <laughs> hey! <laughs> Sorry, Ali Romano's in grad school, but you're going for something practical. What are you studying? I'm studying occupational therapy. <gasps> you're making the yeah. world a better place. Yes, okay? you are. Yes, you are. That's Hopefully. awesome. I studied a thing that then vanished the year after I graduated for over a year. So that was a real smart move on my part. <laughs> Listen to us on the Trident Network. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, I guess that's the way I used it. That's how you. Yeah. Um, okay. <clears throat> Uh, getting back to what we're here for, uh, the the 13th year starred Chez Starbuck, which sounds like a fake name, but it isn't, as Cody, uh, Justin John Ross as Jess, Courtney Draper as Sam, Dave Coulier as the dad, Lisa Stahl as the mom, Brent Briscoe as Jess's dad, Big John, and Brian Haley as coach. Uh, And the synopsis is maybe the best synopsis we've had so far. Give it to me, Val. As a boy approaches adolescence, he grows scales and fins, communicates with fish, and breathes underwater. Accurate. I mean, it's not wrong. Did you see the description on Disney Plus? No. What did it say? I don't want to misquote, but it was just something along the lines of, a young boy learns he can communicate with fish. And I was like, you missed the point. (laughs) (laughs) I think this one did too. All right, let's uh, let's do first impressions. Allie Romano, would you do the honors of telling us your first impressions? Yeah, let's hear it, Allie, let's go. All right, 
you guys don't I, I was grinning like a fool watching this movie like this just brings me okay I I just love underwater things I guess I don't know like Free Willy is one of my favorite movies of all time I'm obsessed with orcas and when the minute Val said that you all were doing this podcast I was like oh my god I can't wait for the 13th year episode and it's now just, you're here and I got invited she was like girlfriend <laughs> come on over <laughs> <laughs> but it's just okay the minute before the movie even starts you're on this beautiful sea adventure and the name dave coulier comes to your screen and i was like what gift have i been given here this afternoon like i i had no clue that uncle joey was going to be gracing us with his hour and a half presence no idea and then it's just like you know being a teen and going to middle school and and then all of the, you know, the weird things happen. It's just really a treasure. And I was loving every minute of it. I, I appreciate if you all have different opinions. I just don't agree with anything <laughs> other than wonder and joy. Okay, great. Al? Oh, wow. Worst movie I've ever seen. Zero out of ten. Uh <laughs> and that's where our friendship ends. And that's where our friendship ended. No. Um, I thought it was a great watch. I really enjoyed it. Um, I was going to give it around a seven and a half out of ten. Um, I still enjoyed it. It's not my favorite decom, but I remembered so much of it, and it was very nostalgic for me. There were certain scenes that really stuck out in my mind of I remember watching that in my living room. Um, and I thought it was overall really great and dave couillet being in there huge um mm -hmm. looked up chez which we'll talk about we'll talk about that uh <laughs> but looked up chez like super cute to this day still um and i just thought it was um overall really a really fun watch to watch at uh at 12 p.m 12 a.m last night 12 a.m like 12 the middle of the night 12 a.m last okay. night were you about to lie to us and say it was 12 p.m. or did you just get No, I accidentally piece? said 12 p.m. Okay. I meant 12 a.m. <laughs> yeah, I definitely watched it pretty late last night. Romano, did you have you seen this movie before you watched it this time? Have I seen it before, period, or have I seen it? Yeah. Oh my gosh, yes. This was oh, my okay. favorite decom. Okay. Hands Allie, down. when was okay. the last time you had watched this movie? I'm gonna say like 2000. Okay. okay. So okay. right when it came so out. Like right yeah. Yeah, yeah. Okay. So I actually, this is one of the ones that I rewatched earlier in the lockdown. So okay. I've seen this movie very recently. So it's a little bit of a different experience for me. Like I can't remember what I held on to from youth, you know, watching it the first I'm time. Sure. Um, <laughs> yeah. But I really enjoyed it, even though I'd already watched it pretty recently. Like it was, it was okay. uh, real fun. Um, I definitely like noticed thing like I, I think in a way it was a gift because I was able to kind of like pay more attention to like little things. And uh, like I was like looking in his bedroom to see if like I had anything of, you know, that was in his room and stuff like that. Every scene, every scene. I was like, <laughs> what did I own? What did, what the what? <laughs> Um, yeah. And just like noticing like the little jokes and the little looks, especially from Dave Coulier, because he is a gift. Um, I love Jess. He is my favorite person in this movie. Oh, what a sweet. What a little tiny sweet. <laughs> just a little, little clam. Yeah. Just, just, you just, just a little clam. A little tiny clam. Um, yeah. So he's my he's my winner of this movie. Yeah. So those are my impressions. Any uh, fun quotes that we all liked? 
Yeah, I think I had one, two, two. I had two. Go for it. Uh, okay. It was a longer quote, and then I didn't write the whole thing down, but it started off good, and then if you're curious, go watch the movie. Um, <laughs> but it started with, uh, you know, we all look like frogs in the womb. <laughs> <laughs> Which I don't science, but I think is a fair assumption. Yeah, I think that's true. And then my second favorite one was, uh, my dad did catch a cuttlefish that looks like Regis. <laughs> That was, I wrote that <laughs> And I just thought that was so funny. They had a lot of um, really fun references in the movie and throughout. I thought that was really mm -hmm. fun. Yes, definitely a lot of pop culture. Yeah. Romano, do you have any ones that you liked? Oh, I had, I had quite a few. First, do you guys remember at the very beginning of um, the swim meet when the guy was like counting them down from taking their first swim? Yes. Yeah. And then he comes in late and he goes, oh, you're going to give me a myocardial infarction. Yeah. And I was like, what? Yeah. You're like the swim countdown, man. Why are you saying you're giving me a myocardial infarction? Like, <laughs> so nerdy. Um, do they say that in OT school? Uh, yes. We do talk about MIs. Okay. Medically. <laughs> if I were a human, someone scared me, I'd be like, oh my God, you're going to give me a heart attack. He's like, you're giving me a myocardial infarction. It, it would have made sense on jazz, but the timer guy at the swim meet i was like what are you doing babe <laughs> i know i feel like that's sort of like a trend in these movies where they have this like crazy reference level like for no reason and i love it i think it's really fun also did you all notice how many times they said the word sprout like, no like, you're gonna start sprouting a tail and he said i'm gonna start spouting a tail and start spawning upstream and i was like you're 13 and you're not the nerd why are you saying these <laughs> <Yeah>. things <laughs> um one of the quotes I wrote down, because it was just so subtle, was, if I didn't know any better, I'd swear that this fish was half human. Oh, yeah, when it was swimming away and he was yeah, like... Yeah, like at the very beginning when Big John is chasing. Yeah. Um, I think I wrote <clears throat> one other quote down that hasn't already been said. Oh, <laughs> you know, you've been a real case lately, Cody Griffin. <laughs> Sam. Like, Sam. You've been a real case I don't even know what that means. Some of her feelings towards him were like relatively unwarranted. Yeah, no, they, it was a little much. It kind of reminded me of how in Can of Worms, how uh, what's her face just like loved Mike no matter what he did. And it made yeah. no sense. Um, another quote I liked, uh, the coach at the, right before the last meet goes, winners don't lose. <laughs> <laughs> that was a good one. And then uh, Jess had a, a gem. If if you start beating each other up, what am I supposed to do between periods? <laughs> okay, that's uh, I think that's all the quotes I had. Does anyone have any other ones? Uh, no, I don't know why. I don't know. None, I didn't have too many quotes this week. I don't know why. I think I was just enthralled by the the plot line. Okay, so I have uh, stripped down to my fins that are quickly forming on my legs. Allie? <laughs> what? Okay, always... so, okay, so, okay, here we go. All right, so, Allie, every week we take our tops off and we ride to Spoiler City. So this week um, we're, like, tops off, sh shaking everything we got, uh, <laughs> riding into the sunset, boat and all into Spoiler City. Yeah, we're on City. a boat. We're on the front of a boat, like a mermaid. Mm -hmm. Oh, yeah, like a pirate ship, like, 
Yeah, exactly. We're on the we're the the crest of the boat. All right. Well, Allie, you are cordially invited to take your top off and ride with us to Spoiler City on our boat. Allie Romano is stripped down. <laughs> um, naked. <laughs> She's actually in her swimsuit. Uh, she came in theme. It's true. My speedo one piece from yes. swim practice. Heck yes. yeah. Oh, were you a swim team gal? I was on swim team, but only until like sixth grade. I was allergic to chlorine. So when practices went to two days, I would get really bad headaches all day during class. So oh, no. Wait, Allie, Allie Ring, you were making a motion like you were also on the swim yes, team. Yes, I uh, I also was on the swim team until high school. I quit in, in going into eighth grade. My mom doesn't know this, but I quit because I got my period. (laughs) Um, But I also didn't want to jump into a pool at 530 in the morning. Um, But yeah, and then I was actually really good as a kid. And I'm uh, it's one of my you know, I don't have too many life regrets, but that's one of them. I wish I would have kept swimming. Um, I was never on the swim team, but I am a water baby, to be sure. Um, I taught swim lessons and I was a lifeguard for like 10 years and was the waterfront director at my camp. So I loved me. The waterfront director. I was the waterfront director. Did you have cool sunglasses and Um, a whistle? I I had a whistle and a walkie talkie. Um, I did not have cool sunglasses. I just had my sunglasses. (laughs) No, anything you own is cool, Val. (laughs) Oh, thanks. Uh, okay, right. we are in Spoiler City. We are in Spoiler City, in. if you couldn't tell. Uh, now is when we will spoil the city for you. We will talk about everything about the storyline. If you haven't rewatched the movie, which we always recommend giving it a watch if you want, unless it's Can of Worms, uh, we would <laughs> love for you to watch the movie and then listen to this part. Um, uh, you know what, Allie? I feel like since you love this movie so much, I feel like you should Spoiler City for us today. Ooh. Do you, wow. Do you feel comfortable taking that on? Yeah, I don't want to put that onus on you. I, I feel like let's let's give it a whack. Great. Yeah. And um, if I'm really screwing it up, then you can't screw this up. You can't. There is <laughs> you no literally can't. There's no. Have you have you listened to the freaking what did I do I so bad start... on Brink? I think it was I did a terrible <laughs> where you rendition. talked for 15 oh. minutes. <laughs> yeah, it was not good. <laughs> like If you listen closely to the Brink synopsis, you can hear why Val completely cut out. <laughs> Just <more>. cut. <laughs> It was so long. I was, was like, so what long. are we going to do? <laughs> anyway, uh, Ali Romano, please take it away. All right. Well, it might not be 15 minutes. And please do pop right on in if I'm missing some key plot points here. Okay. Great. But we open on a beautiful, lovely aquatic scene, right? Mm-hmm. And there's this this fish, just woman, a fish woman, <laughs> a mermaid, <laughs> just <laughs> swimming along. <laughs> And, uh, you know, she's beautiful. And then all of a sudden, uh, you cut up to this fisherman in a MAGA hat. And well, he, it, <laughs> I it literally <laughs> looks like a MAGA hat. I think it said, like, keep America fishing or something like that. Like, <laughs> it was very noticeable. <laughs> very noticeable. And he was like, I'm going to catch some fish today. And then he sees like this fish flapper tail and he's like, I'm going to, this is a big one. And this is when that Val line comes in. He says, you know, if I didn't know any better, I'd swear this fish was half human because she keeps kind of escaping him. And she's like, ha ha, can't get me here. But she really needs to pull him away from her beautiful baby. So she puts her beautiful baby in this not so safe location next to a boat that has other people in it and swims away to distract the man. 
And um, he sees her and he's like, oh my gosh, it's a mermaid. Oh, I'll never believe it. And he like goes away in his boat and then she goes back to retrieve her baby. But uh-oh, Dave Coulier and his wife Sharon are in the boat next to it and they hear the baby crying. And they were like, oh my gosh, do you hear that sound? And he's like, yeah, it's just a baby. And then they look at each other and go, baby. <laughs> and then they just take this baby home. Like she says like, can we keep him? And he's like, oh, no. And then he's like, can we name him Cody? And he's like, okay. And then it's 13 years later. So this couple just fully stole a baby. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. The mom looks on sadly. She goes to like find her baby missing, which that's devastating. Mm -hmm. Um, But so cut to a few years later, they live in this like big spooky lighthouse right on the edge of a cliff. And they run a boat business, a tour boat company. But uh-oh, the tour boat's stuck. And Cody has to get his swim meet because mm-hmm. he's a great swimmer. So then Cody misses the last ferry to the swim meet. He swims across the lake faster than the ferry can get there. But he still can't beat the number one swim man on the team, Sean. <laughs> Boo. Big booze for Sean. Sean's a bully who acts like a friend. So... The at this particular swim meet, the guy running the meet is starts counting down before swimmers go, which that seems atypical. But he's like, on your mark, three, two. He's running cross town. He's entering and they're like, Cody's here. And that's when he says, you're going to give me a myocardial infarction or the timer guy Mm -hmm. says that. And so then he strips down as we are right now and uh, gets you. ready on his little swim block. <laughs> <laughs> and then the coach goes, your shoes, your shoes, son. Oh, my God. Because he forgot to take his shoes off. Imagine Cody wearing like Timberlands at this point, like on the perch. Yeah. Swim he perch. already swam all the way across the ferry waters with them on. Mm-hmm. They don't slow him down. Mm-mm. Anyway, kicks his shoes off. They do their little racy race. Sean beats him out by a hair. And Cody's like, oh, I thought I was going to finish first. And Sean's like, in your dreams. And then the coach, he just is like, we're going to state. Like, this is his big moment. He's really loving that they're going to state. They place one, two with Cody and Sean. I just want everyone to know that Allie just flipped a page. So her notes are very (laughs) thorough. (laughs) I love it. There are. <laughs> I love They don't it. get as thorough as we go. I have to say I fell off a little bit. <laughs> so then after the swim meet, Sam and Sean and Cody are just kind of hanging out. Sam is like this beautiful redheaded girl um, that everyone has a crush on. Um, and then Sean's douchebag father pulls up, beep, beep. I have a nice car. And Sean's like, Sam, you want to ride? And Sam's like, I'll walk with Cody. And Cody's like, are you sure? And Sam's like, I like to walk. Are you pushing me away? And Sean's like, whatever. And like gets in with his beeping dad. Moments later, Dave Coulier pulls up in full. Okay. Their, their mascot is Marlins. He pulls up in like full Marlins gear. It's like, babe, you missed, you were the reason that Cody almost missed the meet, you went home, put on face makeup and a hat to roll in knowing you missed the meet. Like you were Right, they're walking out it. and have their bags right. and stuff. And he's like, Instead oh, did we of- miss it? It's like, fucking duh. Right, like why didn't they just come? So maybe they would catch 
Anywho, so they pull up and they're like, did we miss it? And then Cody's like, well, you can leave now, Sam. My parents are here. And Sam's like, what the fuck? I'm trying to hang out with you, dude. (laughs) So she takes a ride home with them. Oh, and he says, are you guys an item? And they're like, "Hmm, giggle, giggle. And they kind of were holding hands. I think they were holding hands. Yeah, they were holding hands. And then they let go when he asked them if they were an item. Oh, 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 I forgot the Jess introduction. So back at the swim meet, when they're all celebrating, this kid falls into the pool with his tuba because he couldn't which find never his comes around. back the tuba is in one scene and never comes back no he's wearing it when he sees his dad later mm. so someone helped him get it out of the pool because cody definitely did not can you imagine they just yes. leave it there and then when we get to that part where you can see inside like the dolphin <laughs> it's just a tuba, <laughs> just the tuba at the bottom why did they do that <laughs> so funny that would have oh. been great okay so at that pool the nerd boy falls in, but he can't swim. So sweet, sweet Cody boy rolls his eyes and goes in and retrieves him from the pool, but he doesn't retrieve his tuba. So cut to school the next day. And whenever Jet, and now we know his name is Jess, comes around, the tuba sound is made. Did you guys hear this? Yeah. He was like, hey, Cody. And it was like, boom, boom. Yeah. <laughs> I need to go back and watch that. It's so funny. It's incredible. <laughs> He's like, here's tuba boy. <laughs> boom, boom. <laughs> So they're at school and he finds out that he's paired in his biology class with Jess. Boom, boom. Um, and Jess tries to like, follow, she, Jess follows him to the water fountain, um, Cody to the water fountain to be like, hey, I'm your partner. I'm not that bad. I, I'm really good at biology. So that'll help me get, it'll help get your marks up, I think is what he says. But he drinks for a very long time and he goes, so what? I'm thirsty. I've been thirsty lately. Also, this was the first of many times where he basically had like a love affair with a water fountain. <laughs> okay, I wrote that down because I said there's almost <laughs> kissing with Chez and this fucking water fountain. Yes! Yes, there's another time later in the movie where it literally looks like he's he is out. just yeah. fully, yeah. <laughs> like tongue and all. Um. So anyway, Jess is like trying to coordinate when to work on this project together. And Cody's like, can't do it, busy. It's my birthday, you can come by which Jess takes as a true invitation. So cut to birthday party. You all don't understand how iconic this birthday party is. (laughs) Um, It basically defined the egocentrism of my childhood. Um, So (laughs) Sam obviously is at the birthday party and Sam sees Cody go into, oh, there's this funny moment about the fact that mom likes a healthy cake and everyone thinks it's disgusting and Dave Coulier <laughs> really makes cake. a thing out of it. She would yeah. have been so well in 2021. Oh, She my God. truly would. Yeah. I wanted to bite of that cake. It looked good. Yeah. yeah. It's just like dairy free. Like half the people can't even eat dairy anymore. I know. Oh, she'd be so gluten free. Oh, yeah. So vegan. Definitely not a pescatarian. <laughs> <laughs> Oh, oh, my God. I'm just saying. Is this my son? <laughs> Cody? Cody? They're hard. This tastes like your ex body spray. Oh. Uh, 13-year-old boys forget to put deodorant on. Yeah, it's true. Yeah. The, I had a concern for him. This is skipping ahead, but, like, at one point, they're like, don't get wet. And I was like, wait, this is a teenage boy going through puberty. He needs to take a shower. He needs to shower. He needs to shower. I don't care if he's turning into a merman. He needs to shower. He addresses that at one point, too, about his bathing. Does, we'll we'll get there. So, okay, iconic birthday scene. Sam 
sees Cody go in the house, plucks her present out of this hammock of gifts. And she was like, did you think I forgot it? And then he opens this gift and yes, yes, yes. This is a framed photo of Sam, just Sam. And that's his birthday gift from her. And me seeing this as an eight-year-old child in 1999, I did think then that that was an appropriate gift to give people. <laughs> so did you I'm, give that to someone? My mom stopped me, oh. but multiple times, oh. multiple times. I was like, thank you, Mrs. Allie's birthday mom. Present. <laughs> <laughs> she did me right. She did me wrong in the moment. She did me right long-term. Like I was always like, ooh, um, this is a good picture of me. Should I give this to Marie for her birthday? And my mom was like, how about we pick out a frame that says best friends and then you get a photo of both of you and put that and give that to her. And I was like, oh, no, that's pretty lame. <laughs> I don't know. That's not what Sam did in the movie. <laughs> I don't know about that. I think it would be nice just to have a photo of me. Um, <laughs> God, that's so funny. But um, so that defined my childhood in many ways. And then, then they have a kiss. And that's the second part of the gift. But bam, uh-oh, what's happening? Electricity in the kiss, mm -hmm. which, it, and this isn't just like sparks fly, Taylor Swift, butterflies in the stomach. This is literal electricity. And then he's like, well, we, should we try it again? And she's like, maybe on your next birthday and like saunters out. <laughs> Um, meanwhile, Jess tries to come to the birthday party, brings a sweet little gift, rolls up in his bike, and then everyone starts making fun of him, aka Sean mm. starts making fun of him. So he leaves and hands off this gift to Cody's mom to give to Cody, and it is 20,000 Leagues Under the Sea. Um, so Cody, uh, takes that book and has dreams of the sea and the leagues underneath of it. Um... And then let's see, I think we're at school next. And this is where, oh, okay. No, they're ex, they're, they're doing their project together, Cody and Jess. And, um, Cody gets wet. Yes. Cody gets, well, this is another, I don't know if I said this, but this is one of the lines where he says, I guess you can excavate the surrounding topography for indigenous species. <laughs> and he's like, you can dig for clams. <laughs> Just a sweet little dumb boy. Um, but yes, then he gets wet and grows scales. Mm -hmm. um, Cody does. And Jess sees that. And like they kind of just like, well, you know, I looked it up and that condition actually seems like it's pretty normal. Like he says that to him in school the next day to like calm Cody down. Meanwhile, Cody's making out with the water fountain again. And this time he must have been there for at least an entire class period. And this must be the only water fountain in school because there are 20 kids in line behind him. <laughs> Do, uh, does everyone know who is in that line? No. Who is in that line? A young Kristen Stewart. What? Uh, I took a picture of it. I did not notice that. Holy. Yes. Wow. Uh, there is a young Kristen Stewart waiting in the water fountain line. Oh Good catch my God. Out. Good Phenom that is that is some detective work. Thank you, you IMDb. <laughs> <Did No. laughs> oh, so you saw that she was yeah, in the movie, she was there uncredited, and so then while well, as I was watching the movie, I uh, kept an eye out. But you can see her. Wow, mm -hmm. that's so funny. We'll post a picture of it on the Insta. Heck yes, we will. Um, okay, so weird shit starts. Ha this is really where I'm going off the rails in my notes, but uh, weird shit starts happening to Cody. His hands are getting super sticky. He all of a sudden climbs the wall and is, oh, oh, his parents are like, 
you're trying to skip out on a math test. And he's like, it's not that I'm sick. I'm not running a temperature. I just feel weird. And then he like legitimately climbs a wall in his bedroom because his hands are so sticky and his parents find them on the ceiling. Oh, but before that, the mom was like, should we call, or the dad was like, should we call the doctor? And the mom's like, they're quacks with stethoscopes. And that's where we're like, okay, you're an anti-vaxxer. But when he fully (laughs) climbs the wall, she's like, call the doctor because their son might be Spider-Man at this point. Like they're all unsure. (laughs) And then the doctor has the audacity, the audacity audacity to say that me hanging on the ceiling upside down, me, Chez, Starbuck, comma, is puberty. 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 (laughs) It's It's puberty. puberty. I say puberty. (laughs) This is nothing less than one case of puberty. (laughs) Um, There is an epic montage scene in this part. Basically, Cody goes to Jess and is like, I need some answers before I start sprouting a tail and start spawning upstream. (laughs) And that just killed me. Mm -hmm. But this is a montage sequence Mm -hmm. where they like pluck a scale from him and they, oh, at one point they go to Cody's fish tank and Jess is like, say something to them. And Cody goes, you jump and then the fish fully jumps out of the water and Jess and nobody's shocked Cody just starts laughing he's like (laughs) my fish attacked you and I'm like you just told the fish to jump and it did (laughs) and that's where the Disney plus description is accurate right communicates with with fish so they're doing all this investigating and then Jess is looking so his dad oh my gosh okay this is an important plot point his dad we find out is the man who chased Mermama on the big fishing magaboat. <laughs> what a what a line of, of... <laughs> he, is, he is the man who chased Mermama on the big magaboat. <laughs> wow, iconic. Anyway, keep going. <laughs> so we find out that you know, it, all the people in town have basically been just making fun of this man. And they're like, huh, you think you saw a mermaid? And Val, you pointed out that there's a famous person who kind of mocks him. Oh, who yeah. Is the- so the guy, I forget his real name, but the guy who is one half of the hapless cops on Brooklyn Nine-Nine. Joel McKinnon Miller. He plays Scully on yeah he and another guy are like mocking big john is the name of jess's dad for believing in mermaids he says he's because the other guy is like making fun of him and then so he is like hey johnny i know this guy doesn't believe you saw a mermaid but i do and john's like oh yeah and he's like yeah if you find her you can bring her over to my place because uh, I'm playing poker with Bigfoot and the Easter Bunny and Elvis. <laughs> and did he not remind anyone else? Uh, like that pairing reminded me of the two boys from Hocus Pocus who like. Yeah. She the, the now two that you say who, like, it, chase, it's ice um, and yes. or whatever. Oh, yeah, it's like that's what they grew up to be. <laughs> yes, truly he even like had the same the hair. haircut yes yeah. oh my god that is wild yeah Weird. um so anyway like jess's dad has been obsessed with this ever since you know and nobody believes him and he saw the mermaid um so he has all these books and on mermaids and now jess is reading the books and at one point 
and this is where they say the title of the movie, Jess is reading from one of these books and says, their biologic makeup is such that it only manifests itself in the 13th year of life. So we find out that mer people can walk on land as humans until the 13th year. So like he's being drawn to the water and everyone's telling him to stay out of it. His parents are like, this is, you know, you're probably a mermaid. Let's stay away from the water. Everyone's like, stay away from the water, but he's being drawn to the water. So one day he goes down to the water and he's swimming and uh-oh, who's down in the water other than mermama? And they have this like little magical moment. Almost. But then does she get scared away or something? Yeah, like Big John shows up. Big John shows up in his MAGA boat and she has to swim away. He swims on land. He's like, oh my God, I just met a magical mer person. Sam comes up. He has to act like he doesn't have fins. Um, so he's like digging them in the sand and acting really unnatural. And then Sam's getting all mad at him for being weird. Mm-hmm. Um, cut to swim team day. Oh, everyone's, oh, mom and dad are like, you can't go to swim. It's state ch- championships, but you can't go. You're going to turn into a fish in the water and that's going to be an issue for everybody. Mm-hmm. So he's like, it's fine. I'll stay home. Secretly runs to state championship. He goes so freaking fast. He wins by three lengths. He's celebrating. His arms are in the air. He's going, yeah, yeah. And uh-oh, what's on his arms other than fins? Mm-hmm. Um, and everybody's like cheering for him, not really paying attention, except for, you guessed it, Sean. Jess's dad. Je- Sha- De- and Jess's Sean. Dad. Oh. <laughs> so the answer Jess's is Jess's dad. dad. And Sean. <laughs> Big John has binoculars at the swim meet. And then Sean sees it too. And then he uh, grabs the Cody, like grabs the thing that makes the scoreboard connects to the scoreboard. And then he basically sets the place on fire. Not really, but like there's a big electrical surge, which by the way, I'm sorry if he did that in real life with all those kids in the pool, everyone would be dead. Electrocuted. All dead. Which I would watch that movie. (laughs) (laughs) I would watch that one. It's don't look under the water. Friday the 13th year. <laughs> Friday the 13th year. Um, I also was wondering at this moment, like, did they practice leading up to finals? Because they were like, we're about to do a lot of practice leading up to the state championship. And then Cody fully didn't have to be in a pool with any of these kids until they well, won. Well, Sean was giving him shit for not going to practice, remember? And that was like part of why he went to the meet, because Sean was like questioning his loyalty and his ability. And he felt his pride was threatened. So he mm-hmm. had to go. And he beat his butt. Mm-hmm. Oh, but then, sh- so he runs out of the pool. Sean finds him or tries to find him in the locker room. And he's just like, I'm going to figure out what made you win. I'm on to you. Like, he doesn't say like, dude, I saw you have fins. Like, he's <laughs> just like, I'm going to figure out why you won. <laughs> Pan out. We see that Cody has attached himself to the ceiling uh, in true form. Mm-hmm. But then afterwards, Sam's worried about him. He leaves. Sam's worried about him, goes home. She sees Dave Coulier and Mama um, Sharon just, you know, with a hairdryer trying to make his fins go away. And she faints. Um, And this is when the Disney Channel um, line that they put in all the commercials comes up where they say, you actually think Cody's a mermaid? And then they all look at her and go, merman. And then Jess reveals, like, some people saw you. Um, So then Sam's like a total brat about this. She's like... Yeah, I, I I don't want to be your friend and like leaves the house and, and Cody's like, it's not that bad. And like she leaves and it's really sad. Mm-hmm. And then later Cody tries to call her. And what I also love 
is that Sam not only had a landline in her room, but she had her own freaking voice answering machine. I wrote that down too. I was like, what the hell kind of person, like a tween girl has her own like voicemail? Like now, obviously, most 13-year-olds have cell phones. They have their own voicemail. So this would not seem weird to anyone younger than us probably watching yeah. this. But I was I was right there with you. I was like, wow. That yeah. is Landline freaking, own voicemail. Yeah, yeah. High level. Yeah. I did share a cell phone with my mom for years. And I was the one who made the voicemail. And I was like, hi, you've reached Allie and Bonnie's cell. <laughs> <laughs> it's like, my friends won't know that I share this. That's so, That's cute. so funny. Um, so this voicemail matters because he's like, meet me at the cove. Cody says this to Sam. So he goes down to the cove, um, to like go hang out with mama maybe. And then yes, Sam does show up and she is like, you should have told me earlier, I guess is why she was mad. Even though clearly she was mad because she was freaked out that he was having Mm -hmm. fins on his arms. Like mm, you're, you're being facetious yeah i don't know if that's the right word for this i just learned that in eighth grade it's not but it's a good word thank you val it's a great word all right so he's like listen i'm a merman and i want you to meet someone oh they share a kiss again Mm -hmm. and then he like walks her down to the water and yes mermama is there and he's like look that's my mom my other mom and then he starts sweating profusely and grabs his stomach and falls to the ground and we're like "Uh uh-oh what's happening and sam he's like sam go get my parents because they live at the lighthouse right up the beach path so sam runs away and we find out that jess is maybe on his way too but uh uh-oh cody's captured by big john maga hat jess's dad Mm -hmm. and then He's like trying to comfort Cody. He's like, it's okay, Cody. I'm getting you there. He's like pretending he's helping him out. But he had just made this mermaid trap. That's why Jess was trying to find Cody because he knew that there was trouble coming. He made a mermaid trap because he wanted to prove to everybody once and for all that he knows that there's mermaids. Mm-hmm. Um, so he takes Cody in his boat because he wants to catch Mermama. But Cody's like really struggling here. Jess figures out what's going on. Bikes down to to his house or boat dock or whatever and sees Cody all hurt like in a tarp, like he's wrapped in a tarp and just in pain. And Mermama follows the boat because she wants to make sure her son's okay. And then Big John releases the mermaid capture net and gets her. It's like the game Mousetrap. It's literally the same net. He just drops it into the water. (laughs) on top of her he got her but everyone jess is like dad this is so fucked up that's his mom he doesn't say that but that's what he's thinking when he jumps into the water oh my gosh there's a running theme that we didn't talk about where oh we kind of did jess can't swim so cody was like giving him swim lessons but like jess was like you're kind of having trouble with the water maybe you shouldn't give me swim lessons right now he's wearing floaties all the time still can't swim with floaties can't swim in the shallow end he's struggling with swimming He grabs this fishing knife and jumps in to save Cody's mom. And he goes, oh, my gosh, I can swim. (laughs) And that's great. And he gets Cody's mom out of the net and she goes free. And dad's like, no, what's happened? I don't have my mermaid. And then he releases his little mousetrap net thing again. And Jess is like, yeah, I did it. And he starts swimming out of the water. But yikes, he can't swim well enough to swim against a net that has formed around his shoe. So Jess starts sinking. 
And then Cody's parents arrive to the scene and Cody jumps. Oh, well, first Magadad jumps in the water, but he's like, just like, <laughs> kind of, he's not even like swimming down and looking. He's no, just he's like, like, kind of yelling. like treading at the top, like, where are you, son? And it's like, he's drowning. He's not at the top is the issue. <laughs> Agreed. Um, so then Cody to, saves the day. His tails have fully sprouted at this point. Um, he swims down, rescues Jess, puts him on the dock. Um, they're doing some weird, like CPR that they, they also saw it in a movie. Like nobody knows how to do CPR here, but most importantly, what spouts him to life is Cody's electric energies. So Cody gives him like some electric stimulation twice, brings Jess back to life. And then at that moment, Mermom is like looking at everyone and everyone knows who she is. And she has, oh, Mermama is the queen of face acting she doesn't have lines she probably doesn't know english she probably knows fish she knows better. meisner like the back of her hand mize yeah there it is she does a whole lot of eye acting so like this moment she's looking at sharon cody's s- stolen mother mm-hmm. and um they like kind of eye fuck a little bit and dave coulier goes she's beautiful and it's like that's not appropriate it was so and awkward then, so awkward and then um earth mama is crying and she's like she promises to have you back by the time school starts so that means that cody's allowed to spend summer vacation with his mermama um and then um Jess says, I finally get a friend, and he turns into a fish. This is so typical. <laughs> and then Cody and Mermama both do like a fun jump out of water trick. Um, and then the movie ends on a song that's like, I turned into a fish, I can't eat sushi. <laughs> it's true. Which which I missed completely. Yeah, you, I can't believe it's it. It's so good, Val. <laughs> that was an eight-hour recap. I'm gonna need you to just cut out a lot of it. <laughs> Basically, a uh, kid turns into a mermaid and uh, everybody's confused, about it, including him. I also need to know, like, I really, really need to know what happens when he comes back for school. Yeah. Is he taking school out of the lake or like yeah. is Mermama going to teach him how to regrow legs? Yeah. yeah, that I was definitely confused about the logistics of this, because first of all, if a mermaid only becomes a mermaid at 13, then what are all the babies? to 13 year olds doing that don't accidentally get adopted by humans, right? Like, are they just sitting at the bottom of the ocean unable to do anything? Like, I don't understand what, or, yeah. Cause like, she was, mom- she was swimming underwater with him for a while. Right. He clearly was able to like breathe, but like, do they have to leave the baby somewhere? Does it have to be a foundling because it can't live underwater? Until it's 13. And then, yeah, does he get to just be a person and then be a mermaid whenever he wants? Like, what are the logistics of this? What are the rules of this condition he has? It was interesting. So, like, was she going to carry him on his back until on her back until he was 13? Like, I don't know. Oh, there was this moment in the kitchen when he's like looking at his hands. Oh and my gosh. The mom. Hands seen is the best thing I've ever seen is what I wrote. <laughs> it's so funny. Like, so he's like looking at his hands because he's confused because they're sticking to the milk carton or something. 
and and he's just doing this and then the mom like sees him looking at his hands and she starts looking at her hands like what are we doing and then dave dave coulier walks in and he looks at his hands for like a second and then he's like y'all are crazy (laughs) great scene great scene and she pretends to start like filing her nails (laughs) with her other nails like that's what she was doing it was so funny. It was such like an absurd moment that like didn't need to be there, but it was just such a fun little bit that they threw and it was great. All right. So Allie, this is now our next uh, portion of the pod where we go play bingo. Did you play along with us bingo. or did you uh, I did. play for us? Okay, perfect. So you probably, so Val does not play while watching. So, um, she does not know if we do have bingo or if we don't have bingo until the end. Also, sometimes we debate things, so we might not have bingo and then get bingo. So here we go. So we'll just go, uh, Ali Romano, you can go first, and then Al Al Ring, you'll go next, and then I'll go third. So we'll just go through each of them. Perfect. So we'll start top left, Ali, in uh, that top left corner. One hit wonder. I do not, I did not hear a one hit wonder in here. Well, do we count this song that you heard? I would like to argue. I would like to argue that song. In which Val, this is where you insert a clip clip it of that song. Let's count it. It's a definitely whoever wrote that only wrote that. It's definitely one, and it was definitely a wonder. <laughs> so it, it makes if me it was wonder. A hit is questionable. <laughs> it makes me want okay. to hit things <laughs> so it is yep. one song makes me want to hit shit and makes me wonder so it's a one hit wonder <laughs> great um breaking of the great. fourth wall or looking into the camera i did not notice any yep yeah we had two different times where people were waking up from being unconscious and both times cody was looking directly at them interesting the this is why so we have valor if we're using if we're using Looking that into the camera. in can of worms, which we did, then yes. we got to use it for this as well. Perfect. Thank you, Val. Okay. Holiday themed. Nope. Twas not. Uh, clunky metaphor up next. Oh, yeah. Okay. This is my turn. Okay. So Val says this is her turn because I never mark it unless she says yes or no. <laughs> this is where I shine. Um, okay. So there were a few things that I thought could be metaphors. The most obvious one is puberty. This is a metaphor for going through puberty. So without a doubt, that is definitely the clunky metaphor. But um, definitely learning to swim is for sure a metaphor for like putting, because like Jess, I get the impression that Jess is the type of person who doesn't try to make friends. He just assumes nobody wants to be friends with him. So he doesn't try, right? And just like with swimming, as soon as he tried he was able to swim, right? As soon as he tried to be friends with Cody, he made a friend. So I thought that was one. And then the very last one, I also thought that the whole mermaid thing could also be queerness. Um, I might be projecting, but uh, the reason why, the reason why I thought that is just because like, it's something that is a part of you that like people might judge you for, um, but you have to accept it to be your full self and to be healthy. Otherwise it'll eat you alive. Um, and, 
his when he like connects with his mom, there's like rainbows <laughs> on their hands. And also the, the fact that he can like get in the water and be a mermaid and then get out of the water and not be a mermaid. I think it sort of was like he swings both ways. He can do whatever. The oh, my God. That's so funny. <laughs> so, again, I'm sure that I'm like putting something on this that didn't that was not the intent of the people who created this movie. But that was just something that I saw in this uh, in this story. So nice. anyway, I think for sure puberty qualifies if not if none of those other ones do. <laughs> I'm going to I'm going to keep running with this here. And I feel like once he got in the water, that was when he was true to himself, even though people were telling him to get out of the water. because yeah. That's not what he should be. Yeah. And then the longer he did it, the harder it was to hide. Yeah. Which I think that could be a metaphor for like just being true to yourself too, yeah. whatever that means. Right. Like it's like, 100%. don't try to hide it. It's going to come out. And like, if you just accept it, you'll be happier and yeah. be able to live your your true self with your mom. Mermama. Mermama. You're Mermama. 100%. For summer break. Perfect. <laughs> uh, all right. Next fact we have parents who just don't get it. Yeah. Yeah. They're, yeah. He, they I denied it for a long time. Yeah. 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 Uh, okay. Cool non parent adult. No. Not this time. Mm-hmm. Kind of surprised no. by that. Yeah. First time in a while. Um, too famous for a TV movie. Yeah. Do we think Dave is too think? famous? I think so. Think? Okay. <laughs> we know. We know. <laughs> we know he's too what, famous. What year Na- did this come 99, out? 99. Full House started or, in 89. I, what year did I? Oh! Yeah. Okay. Yep, too famous. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you're right. Sure. Competition to resolve central problem. I would say I would say it's not the central problem, the competition. No, I agree. There's a competition, but it has nothing to do with the central yeah. problem. Yeah. Okay. A montage sequence. Yes. Certainly. <laughs> um, cliche villains. I said yes for this. Me too. We had creepy boatman and we had high school bully or yep. middle school bully. Yeah. Yeah. We had double the fun on yeah. this one. Yeah. Um, closer items that you owned. Val? So I actually, as much as I looked... I did not see an item or a clothing piece that I owned. Did you have anything? Either of you? I uh, did slash do have TYR goggles. Nice. The the brand of goggles that they are wearing. Nice. Romano, you got anything? Um, I did not mark the box, but I did also have TYR goggles. Nice. All right. Well, we all get to check it if one of us does. So we get it. Okay. I have a reason for this, but I would like to skip the next box and come back to it after we finish the rest. Okay. No problem. Great. Okay. So then I'm on happily ever after. I would say yes. Yes. I agree. Absolutely. Almost kissing. The water fountain. The water fountain. (laughs) That man. So much almost kissing. Wanted to. (laughs) He wanted. That water fountain. Wanted that water fountain. Uh, someone who became famous. We've got a few. Mm-hmm. We have our friend from Brooklyn by nine. We have Kristen Stewart. We also have a yeah. lot of other people on this. Like, um, w- there were a lot of people cast in this movie who have had a consistent career throughout Hollywood who are still making things. Granted, they're smaller parts. They're not, yeah. you know, they're character actors. They're character actors. And it's been, yeah. re- it was really cool to go through all the IMDb pages of almost all of the adults and see that they're still currently acting. And that gives mm-hmm. me hope. Um, yeah. I think Kristen Stewart's like the most obvious 
example of someone who became like famous famous yeah. but yeah you're right like plenty of people had great careers after that yeah meanwhile Chez starbucks instagram profile says cody from the 13th year oh, so this was his peak it was but he's got tattoos now and boy oh boy i sweat <laughs> while looking at him uh betraying of one's real friends or values i say no i did not mark this i didn't mark it either your childhood crush. Yes, 8,000%. <laughs> he, Cody was my, like, sexual awakening. Like, <laughs> so fine. And I was even, like, I was rewatching this, and I was like, it's inappropriate for me to be feeling this way about. <laughs> that's so funny. But I know he's my age now, so right, that's okay. Right. He's an adult. It's fine. I, uh, before the movie started, had marked my ex for Cody, <laughs> because I remember also having a crush on him. I then, after the movie started, erased my ex to make it smaller <gasps> to add in another ex of having a childhood crush on Dave Coulier. <laughs> I agree. I agree. Oh, so I have two handsome. exes on my childhood crush box. <laughs> That's really funny. Love that. But yeah, I definitely remember thinking Cody was pretty cute when I was a kid. Yeah. For sure. Uh, obviously bad special effects or stunts. No. No, it was so believable, yeah. all of the stunts. <laughs> Especially effects. when he leaped out of the water and went 20 feet above. Oh, my God. Yeah, all the electricity. Yeah. Oh, jeez. Yeah, it was pretty, pretty bad. Um, although I will say this. It is hard to film while you are underwater. Oh, for sure. And the Cody and, and his hit Mermama... Uh, had to do a lot of underwater acting. Even Jess had to do a little bit too. Yeah. And that is not easy. So even though, yes, the stunts and special effects are terrible, they did also do something kind of cool. Nice. Uh, okay. Eric Von Denton, Kirsten Storms, Ryan Merriman, Kimberly J. Brown, or any Lawrence brother. No. 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 And unfortunately for all of us, no musical number. No. Uh, our next one is magic. Uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> just yes. about, about the so same much. amount of magic as there is in Halloween town. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So much magic. Okay. Uh, someone says the title of the movie. Yes. I think twice. They do. Yeah. Yep. Jess says it for sure. And then does his dad say it too? Or does it Cody say it? His dad. His dad says it. His dad too. says it too. Okay, cool. Um, Scooby dude. Kind of Jess, but like they already kind of knew. I don't know. I yeah, didn't mark they didn't, it. I don't think I don't think it qualifies because he didn't have like a plan. He just sort of like dealt with the prop. Like no one had like a plan. That right. They had to figure yeah. out and execute. Uh, the heroes create the problem. No. Yeah. I like he that. can't help that he's was born. Yeah. None of us can. Yeah. <laughs> <Woo>. <laughs> I didn't ask for this. OK. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this one has a whole new meaning today. So Lead. on the nose. <laughs> Lead is a fish out of water. Well, in the <laughs> metaphorical sense, no. In the literal sense, yes, yes. freaking literally. fully. He is a fish out of water. Like, <laughs> He's literally. You can't debate that. <laughs> okay, Al. Why did you want to move Rotten Tomatoes? So our Rotten Tomatoes box uh, is between forty and sixty percent. Now, Val, if we get this box, we get two bingos. Oh, oh my god okay so this is a big box for us so i wanted to like wow. make this the end uh, Allie, did you look up the rotten tomato score 
I didn't because I thought that that was a game. Perfect. That you yes, all we play. do play that game. Okay. So I'm very grateful for you. So I do know the answer. Um, so I just wanted to get those stakes up there and make those really exciting okay. and very cool. So this is great because both of us can guess. Yes. All right. So, uh, Allie, if we get it within 40 to 60, we'll get the we'll get the points. OK, <gasps> if you get within five on either side, you'll get the points. So if you guessed 50 percent or if it was 50 percent and you guessed 51 or 55, you'd still get it. If you guessed 45, you'd still get it. So if you're within five on either side. Cool. Okay. All right. Val, what's your guess? I want to get bingo twice. So I'm going to say, I'm going to say 60 exactly. Okay. Allie? Oh my God. It's just. The pressure's on. I also want to get double bingo, but like, it's got to be like a 78. (laughs) (laughs) Says the woman who's in love with this movie. She's like, I want to give it 95, but I know I can't. I was like, I know it's not above a C plus, but all right. Well, uh, neither of you were within five. Oh no! Okay, but our answer is fifty three, and we get double B. (gasps) But oh my god! But okay. Yeah, we also have a third bingo on this board. (laughs) We have oh my god! The second row down. The, the third row across, and we have diagonal from the bottom to the top on the left side. Oh, my God. Triple bingo for triple hosts. Triple bingo for triple hosts for the 13th year. We did it. This is the most boxes we've ever checked, and we got three bingos. This is amazing. I kind of want to cry if I had the capability. <laughs> This movie is just so magical it's just so and magical. so magical. Oh, thanks, 13th thanks, year. 13th year. We did it. So if for though. anyone who uh, doesn't want to wait to see our post in one week, we had Breaking of the Fourth Wall, Someone Too Famous for a TV Movie, 53, Your Childhood Crush, and Someone Says the Title of the Movie. Then across, we had Closer Items That You Owned, 53, Happily Ever After, Almost Kissing, and Someone Who Became Famous. Then down from Up in the Diagonal, we had Magic, Your Childhood Crush, Happily Ever After, a montage sequence, and Parents Who Just Don't Get It. Pretty cool. And we thought we would never, ever get one. (laughs) We sincerely worried that we were never going to get bingo. We really thought it would never happen. And now we've gotten bingo. Three movies in a row. movies in a row. Three movies in a row. And on the third movie, you got it three times with three hosts for the 13th year. Wow. I'm taking shots after this. That's it. Three of them. Yeah. Three shots. Three shots. Um, (laughs) All right. Well, we're almost finishing up. Uh, We do have a quick little game, and it it is quick. Uh, I never like to make it too long unless it's uh, talking about movies I've never seen. Uh, (laughs) (laughs) So that's what uh, bonus episodes are for. Yeah. Uh, So Allie, this uh, every week I create a game for Val in which she plays. Sometimes we play together. This and that. Uh, So this week I've created a little game for you called "Do You Believe in." Or you could also use, do you believe in? Great. (laughs) Uh, So this week, I'm going to ask you if you believe in certain creatures. And you're just going to tell me yes or no. I'm going to take a poll. Oh, wait. I love this. Good. (laughs) Yay. So I'm just going to ask you if you believe in certain creatures. Here we go. This is our question number one. Do you believe in mermaids? Allie, go ahead. I'm going to have to, after this movie, I'm going to have to give that a yes. Okay, well... You know, we can't plumb the depths of the ocean, so I'm going to say yes. Wow. 
I'm going to say no. Wow. Do you believe in Yetis? Yeah, absolutely. Yeah, for sure. I'm going to say no. <laughs> All right. So that leads me to my next one. Do you believe in Bigfoot? Well, Yeti and Bigfoot are the same thing, right? It's just the Yeti is like in Siberia. Asia. Yeah. I thought they were two different things. There's a Siberian one, which is Yeti. And then the other one's Bigfoot. That's like in like. I think Canada. if there's one, there is the other. Uh, do you believe in vampires? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I don't believe in vampires. I'm going to say yes. I'm just kidding. <laughs> it's not. <laughs> just contrarian. <laughs> do you believe in the Loch Ness Monster? Absolutely. Oh, yeah. I do not because I saw a TikTok recently that um, <laughs> that described it that uh, the people who saw the Loch Ness Monster literally were just looking at a whale penis. Look it up. Oh, yeah. I saw that, too. Yep. And it does look like I that. mean, but <laughs> who's to say that it's not? Big old Loch Ness. <laughs> <laughs> oh, do you want to take a ride on my Loch Ness Monster? <laughs> oh, my God, I love that. Wait, let's place bets on how soon that's going to be a song. <laughs> do you want to take a ride on my Loch Ness Monster? Take a ride monster? on my Loch Ness Monster? Ow! I'm really excited for you to listen back to that because I didn't even say monster. I was like, nyan monster. Loch Ness To quote our friends uh, Scully from Bro- Brooklyn Nine-Nine in the movie, do you believe in Elvis? Yes, yes, me too. Is the question, do we believe he's still that alive? That he's still alive? <laughs> no, just that. in Elvis. Okay. Do you believe in aliens? I, I, th- I think that there is extraterrestrial life out there. Yeah, I mean, I think it's pretty unlikely that we're the only living things, but I think it is almost as unlikely that we will ever interact with them. Yeah, I agree. I do believe in aliens. And then do you believe in ghosts? Absolutely. <laughs> Val, sorry, you gotta say yes. <laughs> you're gonna be haunted tonight. You're gonna like, you're gonna like find Truly. just like a bag of Ugh. fingernails next to your bed. If you, you know don't. what? Okay, I I don't believe in like, ooh, ghost. You know, like that you can like see a specter, but I believe that like people's spirits might be around. All right, I I I don't want to believe in ghosts mostly because I don't want them to f- like fuck me up, but I do believe in ghosts. <laughs> Awesome. Thank you for playing. Do you believe in? Do you believe in? That was a great game, Al. Thank you. Thank you. <laughs> Thank you for playing. Wow, Allie, it was such a joy to have you on the pod today. A true yeah. pleasure to join. I just this movie. I'll watch it again <laughs> and again and I'll chat with you about it always. You were a delight. Thank you so much. Thank you for bringing the decom spirit back when it's most needed, honestly. This is when people need us most, okay? Yeah. This is, the people are yearning for Alan Val decom content. Yeah, we're the heroes that the world needs right now. Bye, Val. Bye, Al. Bye, Al. Bye, Alan Val. This podcast was produced by me. And me. And it was edited by me. The music was composed by Michael McNally. You can find us online at thetridentnetwork.com slash decommentaries hyphen pod and on Instagram at decommentaries. Decommentaries is a part of the Trident Network. To learn more about our videos, live shows, and other podcasts, please visit thetridentnetwork.com. Disney Channel Original Movies. Damn it, Ellie.